opening at verse 45. If you're there with me, would you say amen? Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, we have found him. I want you to notice this. We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Has anybody, has anybody here ever heard that said about you? Just fill in the blank. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth, he says? Philip saith unto him, come and see. Woo. Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw you. Amen. Nathanael answered and saith unto him this term of respect and endearment, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, Believest thou? How shalt, or thou shalt, excuse me, thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God descending and descending upon the Son of Man. Philip said, We have found him. Come on, somebody. We have found him. And Nathaniel in his humanity, Brother Gary says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip answered and said, you've just got to come and see. Sister Noah, he just said, you've got to come and see for yourself. Hallelujah. But we have found him. This morning with the help of the Lord, just want to preach for a few moments on that thought. Come and see. See, hallelujah, come and see. Can we pray together one more time? Father, I thank you, Lord, today for every heart and life represented in this house. I thank you, Lord, for each and every, Lord, that one that's gathered here today. And we pray that your word go forth in power and anointing. Lord, as we know that it will go forward to accomplish the work it is sent to do. Challenge our hearts. And Lord, deal with our hearts, I pray. Help us that we today would hear what you would have to say. And let the word of God 
rest in the fertile ground of our soul. Anoint my mind and lips to preach. And I pray, God, that you'd meet us here, challenge us and change us, help us to leave different than the way that we've come. And we thank you for it, Lord, and we ask it all in the name of Jesus. And everyone that would love him would say, Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor one more time. Look at him and say, you've got to just come and see. Hallelujah. You've just got to come and see. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There is a statement that's been made and there's other statements that relate to this. But someone once coined the term, the proof is in the pudding. Amen. We're familiar with phrases like this that are used to say that everything that is claimed about something is that it is going to be revealed or not. Amen. You're either going to find it to be true or you're going to find that it was a bunch of fluff, that it was just a bunch of hearsay, that maybe somebody was just speaking braggadociously or, or that it it was just something as to where it was it was magnified in such a way but sorry that you were let down we've all been in places like that we've all had some experiences like that where maybe there was much anticipation maybe there was even much cost maybe there was a lot of resource or effort maybe you traveled for a good while I'll never forget as when we were as youth pastors there at Beach Creek with Brother Goodwin we had had a day all planned, amen, with the youth group. We had several of us that we had uh, got a day selected and Sister Haley, I got on the phone with, uh, with the, the place that we were going to and we, uh, I talked with a representative on the phone. I even, Brother Jerry, confirmed the day. We're going to go on this day. Yes, sir, we've got you down for this day. I need this many tickets to get in. Okay, and we, uh, we paid for the tickets. I had, Sister Linda, I had the receipt on email, printed it out to bring it with me for proof that we could get in, amen, to have a good day with the kids. They were going to ride roller coasters and spinny around rides and rides that tump you upside down and all the things that now brother Jacob can't necessarily do like I used to could do brother Marvin hey man we're just going to have a fun day and, and have a good time and sister Torbert we talked about it all man all the kids excited we loaded up we had a couple of vanfuls of us we drove into Houston and we got there navigated through the traffic I've got kids that are wired for sound I mean they are excited and they're already having a good time and in the van and everybody's excited and I've got the email receipt I've got proof of payment I've got tickets I've got everything I've got a van full a couple van fulls of kids all excited and we pull up and there's a big old gate that's there and that says sorry we are are closed. I said, surely I'm at the wrong entrance. I drove around to another gate and another big old gate that was there. Sorry, we are closed. 
and I, 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 I put the van in the park. I get out, and Sister Glory, I'm standing, and I'm looking through the chain link fence. I'm looking up at the roller coasters. I think, surely this is a mistake. And I'm looking, there's not one car going up the track. I don't hear anybody going, woo-wee. I don't hear nothing. I mean, it is as quiet as can be. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking. I go over where there's supposed to be the will call area where you can get tickets. And I thought, sure, Mel, maybe, maybe. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic fella. I tend to always look at the glass half full. And I said, well, look at this. We just got here too early. That's what it is. And which would have been a miracle in itself with all them, all them kids and so uh, we got there. I go to the will call and, and all this. And, it, and then there, Sister Kimberly, on the will call uh, 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 window there, it said, until further notice, this park is closed down. And I could not believe it. I could not. And so we go back. I said, and I had my paperwork, UD, and I had payment, and I, I had tickets, and I had a van full of kids that's getting ready to be real disappointed. And I go in there, and I say, guys, I don't know what to tell you. I said, but we drove all this way. We promoted this trip. We talked about all the fun we was going to have. And they are closed. There is nothing we can do. I mean, I don't know. So there on the, in the moment we were trying to, to, to find something else in Houston to do. And, and uh, I, got on the, I got on the phone uh, that following day. And I said, I need to talk to somebody. And, uh, and so I was telling them, I said, I had this day. I've got payment. I had an email confirmation and so the lady apologized she said sir I'm sorry she said I forgot uh, or we apparently forgot that that park was closing indefinitely and said uh, uh, you know I'm in an office uh, in another part of the country she said I'm not around there uh, in that place to have told you firsthand what was going on and so therefore I apologize will be able to refund you. Amen. And so tonight, today, it may not be the, a park and a bus full of kids that would be disappointed, but maybe you're like me. You've got a story, amen, of something that you look forward to, something you were planning to do and you were disappointed. Can I say this morning is that oftentimes in life, we are at places in our lives that we are disappointed disappointed in what's going on can I assure somebody in this house this morning that there are many times I won't just say sometimes but there are many times that we are challenged to our very core that what we know to be true it will be tested and life will put you in a place that everything you professed brother Udy everything you preached sister Laura every 
everything that you believed and even boasted of, it will put you to the test. And it will have a way of revealing your real place, your real condition, where you stand in life. There are wounds that run deep and sin that has produced shame. Tests that have pushed the very limits of your trust. There's been some things that you've been disappointed in. There are some places that you've been discouraged about. I, I, I hate I hate the report that there seems to be today. Amen. As people will try to engage in the church world. I was just talking with somebody the other day, Brother Wilson. And they said, you know what? Said we was at a place in our lives where we needed to get back to church. We needed to, we needed the Lord to help us and said I went over here and I went over there and I went over to this place and I heard this man and I heard this about this place and heard this about that church and I heard this about that denomination only to walk away and say that I was let down again only Sister Torbert to walk away and say that I went in and oh yeah I was entertained a little bit oh yeah they had different things that the families could do but what about the places of reality what about the places where people were broken where people are suffering in sin where there are those in life has tumped them upside down oh can I see can I say this morning is that in a day and age where there are many who are disappointed with organizations and denominations and pulpiteers standing behind a pulpit and want to give you something cozy and comfortable I pray that in this hour that there can be a group of people who can stand and say all I can tell you is that we have not found another organization we have not found another pulpiteer we have not found another person to put our confidence in but we have found him and I want you to come and see I want you to come and see who he is come on here I want you to come and see I pray today that our testimony can be you've got to come and see I've serving a savior that you need to know about come on here I'm serving one oh can I tell you I appreciate it's an honor amen as I said to pastor this great church it's an honor brother Steve to be your pastor but I want to say this may it never be that if we are talking Talking with somebody that it is well you ought to see victory or you ought to see Jacob Smith but I pray that it is a component of this let me tell you what the Savior's done for me and I want you to see what God can do in your life as well hallelujah hallelujah can I say this morning is that as we look around us and all of us are in these places and have been in these places 
and we've been in these situations to where everything we've known, everything we believed, you have to understand in the context of this text that we are reading here today, Jesus is calling disciples. He has been baptized in the river Jordan. Some have seen the dove light down upon him. Amen. As he came up out of that river, when you read here in John chapter 1, you are reading as there are different ones that he is calling and they are coming. Philip had been called and now Philip finds Nathaniel and he tells Nathaniel, he said, we have found him. I want to say this. I want to, I this morning want to challenge the church on what it looks like when we have found him. I want you to understand there were some, Brother Danny, that thought when they saw the Messiah, there would be angels floating around and harps are playing. There are some that thought when they found the Messiah that he would endow Israel with all of the political power and prestige and break the bonds of Roman rule and establish Israel in their place of authority and power. That's what they were looking for. There were some, Brother Udi, that when they were looking for the Savior, when they were looking for the Messiah, that he would come from a well-known family. He would come with prestige. He would come dripping of royalty. He would come and you wouldn't have to guess. You wouldn't have to know. There would be one they were looking for who would come and he would know the ins and outs of the law of Moses. He would stand in the synagogues amongst the Sanhedrin and he would woo and wow. Brother Bobby with his religious know-how he could lay down the law he would enforce the law he surely would would, uh, would uh, discriminate against and cast off anyone that would not agree but they found something completely different they found someone a man completely different they found a man come on here they found a man that came and up in a poor carpenter's home they found the Messiah coming out of Nazareth to where even Nathaniel who would become a disciple would say is there anything good that can come from there there were others that said he's just the carpenter's son we know him we know his family oh understand the only ones that arrived brother Eli at the at the birthday party was some sheep was some donkeys was some animals that Joseph pushed out of the way to lay that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger there were poor shepherds the lowest of the low brother Marvin there were no dignitaries there were no regional presidents there was no parade but it was in the silent night holy night in the back parts of the wilderness of Bethlehem of Judea where the star set over that manger brother Fitzwater there wrapped in swaddling clothes lay the one that the world would say come and see come and see the one who would heal the lame come and see the one who would raise the dead come and see the one who would calm the stormy seas 
Come and see the one who had put himself in proximity of the helpless and the hurting. Come on here. You see, a lot of times, come and see for some folks. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed? Can I just give you a little bit of food for thought this morning? I'm not in much of a hurry today. I know lunch is calling you. So when you get to it, you'll appreciate it better. Amen. But I get one service today. Brother Blewett's going to preach tonight. So I'm just, I got to get it all in here. Can I say this morning that a lot of times when we talk about the come and the see and when we are, what we are talking about how things look or how they do not look, what happens is, is for a lot of people to come and see, have you noticed, have you noticed one thing that troubles me? If somebody were to ask you, if somebody were to ask you and they say, what do you believe in? What do you believe in? I want you to think about that for a moment. What do you believe in? Did you know that most people, and I would dare say 8 out of 10, Brother Pridgen, that 8 out of 10 people, typically they answer in a couple of ways. One of them is when somebody asks, what do you believe in? We mainly have a lot of people who will stand and tell you what they don't believe in. Now, you're not catching what I'm saying here. Instead of come and see him, we are saying come and see what we don't believe and what we don't do around there. Come on here. A lot of people that when they want to know about the Savior, when they want to know about what's going on, a lot of times the church, because they have not come to see him, but they have come to see religion. And they've come to see religious attitudes. And they've come to see all the things and the checklist and all the things of what you can and you can't. There are some that their church proudly tells you not in whom they believe, but what they don't believe in. There are some folks that can give you a list a mile long of where they don't go, what they don't wear, what they don't watch, what they don't drive, what they don't give their money to, what they don't do here, what they do and don't do with their hair, what they do and don't do with this. And let me preface you with this. I believe with all of my heart that when you really find him, now get ready because you, you may not shout over this next part. When you really find him, he will reveal and put his finger on the things that I'm talking about. Come on here. But see, we get it backwards. Because we oftentimes want to impress people with our religious attitudes. And we want to lay it out of, well, this is who I am and this is what I do. And I know a lot of people that are good rule keepers. But they don't have a relationship with the Savior. I know a lot of people that can be religious all day long. But they don't know Him. How do you know? Because when there are those that need to know him in the worst way do not measure up to their idea and their standard they will dismiss them but those of us that know I was lost in the 
the miry clay. I was stuck. I was defeated. I was addicted. I was broken. And he did not pull me out of the church nursery, but he pulled me out of the gutter. He pulled me out of broken places. I have met him. I met him, and when I met him, Brother Eli, he came to where I was. That's how I met him. Come on here. Come on here. There are some that you only want people to come and see the pretty. Hey, get me wrong. I love that we have a beautiful sanctuary. We have a beautiful property to which to come and worship. I'm thankful for that. But there's a lot of folks that not just the aesthetics physically, but the aesthetics of who we are. That's what we want people to see, Brother Segura. That's what we want people to do. And notice how the church gets nervous. How everybody starts giving anxious looks when there's somebody, some situation, somebody who comes in and oh my goodness, Did you look at that? Oh, my goodness, did you see that? Oh, my goodness, did you hear him say that? I'll never forget. I'll never forget standing in the foyer of the first church that we pastored there in South Roxana. And there was a man who had never been, the only time he'd been in church, Brother Udy, it was for weddings and funerals. That was it. One of the men in our church got saved on fire for God and he began to witness to people. And he witnessed with this man, Uncle Danny, that he worked with for years. And that man came in and like some of of us do, Brother Bob, that fellow from my church, he came in he said, now pastor, I want you to know something. He said, I've got a friend coming today and he ain't ever been in a Pentecostal church. You know what that's code for? Let's keep it, let's keep it chill today. Try not to stand on the pew and try not. uh, You think we can give sister so-and-so a memo before she gets to shouting. Come on. Let's put a seatbelt on brother Eddie so he don't run today. Can we? If I ever tell you that, you know it's time for me to go, brother Eddie. Let me just interject that there. And he said, he ain't never been in a church. He didn't tell me all that stuff, but I knew where he was going. He said, I, I don't know how this is going to go, but this is his first time. And so is there. And he came in, and I remember Sister Jessica, his eyes were as big as saucers. He's watching because, let me tell you something, the Holy Ghost didn't get the memo. The Holy Ghost fell in that house, and we had a runaway that morning. And he's sitting there watching. He's looking at everything. He didn't know what was going on. But you know what happened, Sister Laura? Sunday night he came back. Wednesday night he came back. Did you know that within six months later, he was down at that altar prayed himself through. Amen. Ask God to forgive him. Did you know that within those six months, not only was it born again, but I was standing in the baptismal tank with him as I baptized him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But Sister Bambi, let me tell you something. Is that in the early days, oh, he was so excited, he didn't know what to do with himself. And he met me one day in the foyer, and he said, Brother Jacob, he said, said that was one blankety-blank of a message. Come on here. 
Now, right now, somebody, some religious spirit in here, you done got all prickly. I can't believe that. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe. You mean you condone that, Brother Jacob? Now, you know I don't condone that language. But Sister Torbert, he was a babe in Christ. Come on. He'd spent his whole life cussing like a sailor. He spent his whole life doing stuff. Did that, did that diminish the work that God was doing in his life? No. Let me set the record straight. Let me set the record straight. I'll tell you what was because he didn't know anything about religion. He didn't know anything about preaching. He didn't know anything. But what he found, Brother Jerry, is somebody said, we have found him and you've got to come and see. You've got to come and see. And Brother Darren, he wasn't looking for a preacher. He didn't know nothing about the assemblies of God. But Brother Gary, when he found Christ, he found what he was looking for. He found healing and hope, forgiveness, and restoration. Good news is his language changed over time too. Sister Freeman, I didn't look at him and say, get out of this church. Oh, I just smiled. And I said, thank you, Brother Rocky. (laughs) Brother Pridgen. Never before or since then have I had a compliment like that. (laughs) Come on here. When his buddy found out what he said, that worked the next day. He said, you said what? He said, what did I say wrong? Come on here. I'm I'm saying all of this to get you to this point. Is that I want the destitute to come and see. I want the destitute to come and see. I'm proud for all y'all that you've never said a cuss word in your life. I'm proud of you that you grew up in the church and, and you, you've, never, you've never watched a bad show. I'm, I'm, I'm proud for those of you who never drank a drop, drop of liquor. I'm proud of you that you never went to that place. and Because listen to me, I'm not being facetious. I am proud. I'm proud that there are some that have that testimony. I'm proud because that's a big deal. I'm proud because it says something that you kept yourself. But let me tell you, don't you get so stuck in your head to think that there's no hope for anybody else. Because I want to tell you, here at Victory Temple, sitting on the church, pews, those that will raise in their hands right now. You know, Brother Eli, where you was at. You know where you were, Carly. You know where you were, Eddie. And there was somebody who said, come and see. Come and know. Come and taste. Come and experience. And you will find that the Lord is good. You'll find He forgives. You'll find He delivers. You'll find it saves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there's son of say, Well, I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta, you ain't gotta act that way, you ain't gotta be that way. But when you've come and seen, Benjamin, when you've come and seen. When you're still alive after the diagnosis, when you're sober, when you've been wasted, Brother Fitzwater, when you're in the house of God instead of in your house and you prayed it all the way, prayed it all the way through, when you come and see, 
destitute. Listen, there was that controversial woman. There's that word, controversy. It's controversial. Jesus said, I've got to go through Samaria. Disciples said, hang on, hang on a second. Wait a second. Hang on, master. I'm looking at the itinerary. And we're not supposed to be going there. I've checked the schedule, Messiah, and this is not on the ministry itinerary today. Come on here. Come on. And he said, but I have a need. He said, I've got a need to get there. Listen, I'm referring here quickly back to the text. When he, when he saw Nathaniel, he already knew, Sister Linda, the, the conversation Nathaniel had. In his omniscience, he already heard Nathaniel say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And listen to Jesus' response. When he sees Nathaniel, he says, behold, a Jew, a man in whom there is no guile. Hang on, Jesus. Didn't you just hear the conversation? He was down in where you came from, picking on your hometown. And Nathaniel, Brother Pridgen, was taken back, but he said, how do you know me? He said, I knew you. I saw you. That right there, preach a little while. He said, I saw you. When Philip, before Philip even called to you and you was underneath that fig tree. If Jesus said that to me, the first thought would have been, okay, what was I doing under that fig tree? (laughs) It's kind of like when there's a preacher shows up, got the gift of the word of knowledge. Everybody wants to crawl into the pew. They want to wear aluminum hats to the church so they, sure... Surely, surely some, everybody starts praying, Lord, sanctify my mind. Lord, I, I, I forgive you. I, forgive me. I, yeah, you're laughing because you know it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And Nathaniel, he said, when Jesus said that, he said, I knew you when. And my first thought would have been, like I said, all joking aside, what was I doing under that fig tree? What was I thinking? What was going on in my heart? What conversation was I having? And Jesus told him, Brother Goat, he said, I knew you then. Come on here. And Nathaniel said, you are the Son of God. Come on here. And he said, you are the King of the Jews. What, what would call, and Jesus even said with, asked the question, he said, you mean to tell me, thank you, Brother Stanley, you mean to tell me that me saying that I saw you under the fig tree makes you to believe? He said, I've seen you then. He said, but here's what you're going to see, Nathaniel. He said, you're going to see even greater. Can I tell you that when the Lord says, come and see, when we can point somebody to Christ, here's the good news. And I'm just telling you, I'm butchering this because I haven't looked at one of my notes yet. Sometimes I wonder why I even take notes, amen. It does help me stay on the straight and narrow sometimes, but 
anyway for the destitute. I, I just want to remind somebody that when you come and see, that when you when you come and see who the Lord is, that the Lord, this is what happens. It's the fact I told you I was disappointed over that trip that I made and it resulted in nothing. But Sister Jennifer, here's what does happen. It's every time I came, not to see a man, not to see a church, not to see an organization, not to see a performance, not to see another Johnny come lately. But when I come into God's house and I'm destitute and I'm broken and the God of heaven said, I had a need to come to where you were. And Sister Linda, the woman at the well later said, ran into town and she said, come and see a man who has told me all about who I am. And citywide revival broke out when you come and see who this Christ really is. Oh, the destitute. As a matter of fact, I believe it is those who have come and seen him and experienced him. They are the greatest of witnesses. Come on here. Come on here. Somebody said the other day, Sister Gloria, I don't know if your ears was burning, but somebody's talking about you. And they said, that Gloria, said that girl has become a soul winner. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not here to give her the big head. I'm not here to puff her up. But you know what it is? Here is somebody who was destitute and broken. Here was somebody. Here's people, Sister Gloria. There's some people in here that know you. There's a couple folks up there that know you better than anybody. Come on here. And look. Come and see who's here. Because you said come and see. Come and see who's here. Because you said come and see. Come and see who's here because you said come and see. Can I tell somebody, it's not about come and see the preacher, come and see the church, but it's about come and see because if God can do it for me, I know that God can do it for you. If he can deliver her, he can set you free. If he can save her daddy, he can save your daddy. He can turn their life around. He can can turn your life around. I'm telling you, come and see. Somebody give him praise in this house. Somebody give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 I'm just looking for some folks who can testify and say, come and see. Woo! Not just the destitute, but there are some doubters. Back in January, we're sorry 
Miss Gwen, you've got a stage four cancer diagnosis. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to take place. I talked to this woman here at church. She said, Brother Jacob, I don't know what's going to transpire. But I can tell you, here we are, nine months later. And her testimony is, I am cancer free. I've been healed. I've been set free of that sickness. I'm preaching to tell somebody, come and see. Oh, somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise. Sister Gwen, now you can tell somebody. <laughs> what did you say? I've already told Why? She didn't say, go and see my oncologist. She didn't say, go down to where I receive chemo. She didn't say, go down to this place or take this pill. But she said, let me tell you about my Jesus. She said, you've got to come and see the great physician, the seawalker, the blind man healer, the leper cleansing man from Galilee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, come and see, Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, can we stand all over this house? Come on, right now. Lift those hands to heaven. Oh, come on. Somebody begin to worship right now. Somebody begin to glorify him. Somebody. Brother Steve, Sister Sandy, you've got some come and see moments. They're praying for their son, praying for them grandbabies. God's been doing the work in those lives. Amen. Oh, I'm here to tell you, church, there are many that are here, and you are up against some things that are testing you. You're up against some things that are weighing heavy on you. You're up against some things that you're battling. You're up against some things the devil's trying to lie to you. But I would dare tell somebody, you need to rebuke the devil. You need to tell him exactly where he can go and say, devil, you came too late, for I have come to see the one who is changing the narrative of my life. Oh, come, come and see, come and see, come and see, come and see. Come and see. He'll heal the broken places. He'll restore the broken places. Come and see. Come and see. Harabasatai. Oh, there's some. Come on, Eli, that's it. Just come and see. Come on, there's some others in this house right now. Don't wait. Don't wait for an opportunity. Now's the opportunity. 
Somebody needs to come and stand in this altar. Somebody needs to come out from where you are right now and say, I'm going to come. Hey, come on, brother. I'm going to come and I'm going to see. Oh, come on. What are you about? That's it, Brother Jay. That's it, Brother Jay. I'll meet with you here, Brother Jay. I'll meet with you here. Come and see God can do a work in your daddy. Come and see. Oh, Come on, that's it. Come on, church, right now. Right now. If you're here today, you're battling, you're struggling. You might say, I'm destitute. I've got some doubts. I've got some fears. But today, I'm coming to see that the Lord is good, that He's able. Come on. Come on. There's more coming. There's some more of you. You need to come on ahead. Why wait? Why wait? What do you believe in God to do? Who are you believe in Him to save? That's it, Sister Jerry. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 That's it, Brother Gold. He can do it. He can do it. While you're here, I want you to lift those hands all across this front. Oh, come on. I want you to believe him this morning. Christa, he can save those boys. He can deliver. He can set free. Are you desperate for some healing? Let me tell you about my joy.